0: This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Carla Lonstein, Administrator of Southwest Lincoln Surgery Center in Nebraska. Carla, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, it's great being here. Thanks for asking me. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about, a lot going on in healthcare right now, and particularly in the ASC space. But before we dive into our discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Sure, Absolutely. Um, I've been the administrator at Southwest Lincoln Surgery Center in Lincoln, Nebraska, for about 11 years now. Um, I'm an RN. That's my background is all clinical based. I've been a nurse for about 21 years, almost 22 now. And prior to the ASC um, world at Southwest, I had prior experience um, all at in the ICU in critical care in the trauma setting. Um, So that was my background prior to coming on board. And I've been at uh, Southwest Lincoln Surgery Center since they opened up in 2009, Uh, worked on the floor there uh, as a new startup facility and grew into administrator role about a year and a half or two later.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So um, given your experience kind of being on the floor and, and, you know, really being on the clinical side of things, what skills do you feel like um, you were able to bring with you into the administrator leadership role? How was that experience helpful for you?
1: Well, the transition, um, it was fairly easy. I, you know, worked alongside a lot of those staff um, at that time and and then joined them in the manager role, which is a little bit of a transition um, in and of itself. Um, What I brought to the table, which was nice, is to be able to jump into about any role that they needed me to be. So when you're so clinical based um, as an administrator, um, some have more of that business background, non-clinical side, but on the clinical side, um, background, you're able to jump in and I scrub cases, I circulate work in pre and post, I check in patients, um, dabble a little bit in insurance uh, at times, but um, I can do enough to be dangerous there. But uh, it just keeps me well-rounded. And I think that my employees uh, appreciate the fact that I'm a manager that you know doesn't sit in an office and a desk.
0: Um, but I'm out working with them. Absolutely. That it can definitely be crucial in terms of building a great culture and team. From your vantage point um, as leading the surgery center in Nebraska, what are some of the most interesting trends that you're following in healthcare today?
1: Well, this last year, year and a half, we know has been very interesting. So in general, um, a couple of things that interest me is um, trying to, you know, Evolve our practice at some point into some total joints um, in our orthopedic program. We haven't quite gotten there yet, more due to space and capacity, and then this, the culture of staffing um, that we've encountered in the last year and a year and a half has thrown a little bit of a wrench in that as well. Um, so, total joints in the ASC is something that I've definitely fallen interested in, as well as evolving our already robust spine program. Um, into some of those fusions, p-lifts, and just larger cases. So that's something that I always really am um, interested in. As far as this past year, year and a half, if you're in administration in the in the healthcare setting, you're definitely following all those trends of COVID uh, to mandate or to not mandate. We know that's very active, even day by day at this point. So of course, I'm constantly following that. Um, and then just that swing and shift of procedures to from the ASC, um, we really had a swing of procedures from the hospital setting to the ASC in the last few years. Now with presidential changes, you know, we're seeing a bit of that swing back. Um, so definitely trying to keep abreast in that situation too.
0: Absolutely. I, you know, I I definitely, obviously, from my role with the ASC review, have been following a lot of those trends. And, you know, when you think about um, kind of the back and forth with the policy issues and then, you know, some of the uh, different changes that we've had from Washington and CMS and and all those things. What's it like to kind of lead during those uncertain times when, you know, it it almost feels like um, any kind of order or update or change could be reversed or, uh, you know, nothing really seems very permanent these days. What is it like to lead through all of that?
1: Oh, well, it's just like no other. This, this last year, year and a half has just been, you basically take your ASC administrator playbook and you just throw it out the window because you you have your day-to-day, what you typically follow, and then you just have these curveballs that come thrown in. And so I think what's important, what I've tried to do is really be as communicative as I can with my staff let them understand that, hey, this is an evolving situation, but there are some responsibilities that we have as the, as the leaders of, of these facilities that sometimes our hands are tied, we don't have those choices, federal mandates, reporting guidelines, and then at other times we have a little bit of choice, so we still try to keep some of those choices involved, but they do need to understand that sometimes it's just not up to us. Um, And we need to ebb and flow with the changes. And I think if you lead with the mentality that things are going to change possibly tomorrow, but here's where we are today, um, the staff can be a little more relaxed on that. Maybe just get used to that type of new culture. Uh, Rather than leading from this is the way it's going to be. And when things do shift and change, you don't shift and change. Um, I think it's easier as a leader to just stay on the one track because you do get exhausted, uh, from the back and forth changes, but I think you've got to just roll with it and just show them like, Hey, this is the new normal. Um, and we just move on to the next day, uh, with, with a little bit of
0: ease, you know, um, I think how you lead it, how you present it is how they will follow. Got it. That is such great advice, you know, for any times, but especially leading during uncertain times, um, having that presentation, having that kind of framework from the top down and knowing, you know, despite what's happening on the outside, um, you kind of have your true north um, within the organization and will continue to grow that and and work towards that, I I think is just so, so important. So um, that's such a great reminder. (laughs) So, you know, I was wondering too, when you think about for ASC administrators who maybe are just um, starting off in in their roles or or those who are looking to um, grow their surgery centers in new ways, what's really your top advice for building a great culture and sustaining success? My personal overall um, way of doing that has always
1: been, you know, Trying to be effectively uh, communicate effectively as much as possible, um, and just trying to help continue to keep uh, your staff motivated, and engaged. I think when you've been in the setting and in your role, especially in one facility for a longer period of time, for me approaching twelve years, you do it. You do get uh, monotonous. Um, you do. Um, have a harder time, you know, keeping people engaged. When you're new, everything's fresh, shiny, and exciting. It's easy to start, you know, trying to engage your employees and and really be positive and stay on top of things. Sometimes as you stay there a little longer, you've always got to keep looking for some of those fresh ideas, especially when we have things like COVID that, you know, the morale lately. Um, has been very difficult. I think across the country, no matter whether in health healthcare or food service or where you where you're at, we are seeing those staffing shortages. So, new ASC administrators that are green, um, they've got a challenge. You know, um, not only to get people hired and get through the staffing shortages that the whole country's facing right now, but also once you hire those people, really, really keeping them happy where they're at and and appreciative of of the role and the job and the responsibilities that they have because so many people don't have jobs today. Um, so I just, I do think, um, I just spoke to my staff the other day and I think this is a really good piece of advice, maybe in just whether you're a, a seasoned administrator or a new, new administrator, um, is to really make sure that your staff are checking in with themselves. So when they're not at work, um, they're on their commute to work or home, what is their uh, frame of mind? You know, uh, they, everybody has stressors at home too, especially during this COVID process, either they've gotten loved ones that are sick or lost people. It's just really been a tough, tough time, even outside of the workplace for these staff and these employees. And I think really allowing that time for themselves, really checking in, um, thinking of a few positive things. I, I challenge my staff you know, when you're driving to and from work, um, how are you framing your day, um, at the end or the beginning of the day? Are you coming in looking forward for your day or looking forward to going home? Can you reflect on three or four positive things on your way in from, into work and out of work that really starts framing your mind into that positive culture? Um, so you are better for your families when when you're received at home and you're better for work when you receive at work because it's hard to keep those things separated in these times that we're in right now and i think we can always jump to those negative situations that occurred a late physician or a case that ran late but what happened positively you know what great things did you see your teammates do what did you feel accomplished today um you know did you recognize people did you Um, Write them a thank you note. We do thank you cards, you know, different things, just kind of looking outside the box. Doing team bonding um, experiences where they can include their families or spouses, uh, children um, outside of those working hours. Those are things we've done to be a little more creative this year. Um, Celebrating birthdays, celebrating anniversaries, putting it up on on the board at work so everybody that comes into the lounge sees that and wishes someone a happy birthday or thanks them for their years of service. Those are all things that I've been doing more of um, and really making sure that we're giving that part of the day attention. Again, I think as an ASC administrator, you have to model it. Um, You have to come in, you can't just speak it. You've got to walk the walk. So I do these things myself, coming into work, going home, um really just kind of getting in the right mental frame um so that i can be a better leader or a better mom you know when i return home so those are things that i i actively do myself and i do firmly believe in and and trying to get your teammates and your staff to buy into that is important some will some won't but the best thing you can do is get that information and put it out there so I think that's some of the best advice now that I could give for helping build that culture.
0: That is all great advice. I really, really like that. I know, you know, here at Becker's too, we've just been talking a lot about, you know, trying to figure out where the positives are, um, where we can see, you know, the the things that are, are really important and helpful and, and you know, um, shining examples of greatness within um you know this really really challenging time so um, i think that is so so helpful to think about and really take into any kind of leadership role now before we um wrap up our conversation here i did want to talk to you about um payer trends as well how do you see payers and contracts changing in the next few years
1: well that's an interesting question you know um we hope that there's always a continued willingness to, for insurance payers to work with, you know, with true outpatient ASC settings, you know, non, non-overnight stays or 2359 holds, you know, at minimum. Um, so I think that they see and have seen over the past few years, I think backers for one, I mean, people that are advocating for us, you know, on capital health and, you know, phenomenal and really speaking our case um, and showing our worth and, and really getting out there and, and letting everyone see that ASCs, hey, they have a lot of value. Um, we give great care. We can put up those quality metrics and, and report like others um, so payers know what can you do for us to you know kind of reward us. And I, I think that they are seeing more value. I think it's important to continue. Um, that, that conversation to where we, we do have value and worth in, in the healthcare setting. So I'm hoping and I'm hopeful that those payers will continue to go more in that trend. I do feel it is, it does um, all evolve based on, you know, who is going to be our next president-elect um, for the next few years down the road. Um, we see things shifting a little bit back uh, currently in 2022. Um, ASC codes, there were a lot that dropped back over to the hospital. Um, so, you know that that is a little bit unsettling um, as we were swinging the shift the other direction. So, hopefully, um, you know we see we see that stabilize and uh, payers will will recognize that those cases can also be done in in the ASC setting. So, it, I think it's very a little bit uncertain yet um, on where those things will go, uh,
0: but I am hopeful. Absolutely. Well, Carla, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks so much. I do appreciate the time.